This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Broadcast Podcast. My name is Beth and uh, I work here for the Broadcast Network and uh, we've got a really exciting conference coming up in June um, called Renewal for Revival. We are so, so excited for it. You can still book in now on our website and in the lead up to that we are interviewing our guest speakers and we spoke to Sam Ward who's uh, Director of Ministry at the Message Trust last week and we've got Jeremy Soupkins with us today as well who's also going to be speaking at the conference. Hello Jeremy. Hi Beth. <laughs> Great to see you. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Thank you very much. Uh, Great. We go back a long way, you and I, yeah. and, our, and your family and my uh, my family. So we, we've yeah. been friends for a long time. Great yeah. to see you. Yeah, no, it's great to catch up. Um, yeah, and we're so we're so glad that you've you know taken out the time, your busy week to speak to us as well. And um, yeah, we're basically in the lead up to the conference. We are asking our speakers. That's one question that we feels up like feels sums up the conference as a whole. Um, and so just to hit us off, what do you think God is doing right now? It's a really good question. I think uh, coming out of two years of the pandemic, I think it's something of a, a reset and a restart and something of a reshaping, Beth, to be honest. I think uh, for me, I've been reflecting a lot on the children of Israel coming out of the desert into the promised land. So Moses is kind of ended his ministry. In fact, he's dead. Joshua's now taken over the people of Israel. And uh, they're in that kind of in-between phase where it's very different from going around the desert where God provided all the time with manna and miracles and water and all that stuff. And then they're into the promised land and it's going to be very different. And God encounters uh, Joshua kind of recommissions him but they've got to do some real fighting now they've got to do some real taking of the land they then got to nurture the land sort of some mm. farming to do and uh, raising families it's all going to be very different and I think we're in this in-between stage between the pandemic and all that went before and all that God wants to do going forward and I think uh, there's a real sense of listening to God allowing him to speak to us and it's just this in-between phase where we're gonna we're not gonna return to normal. I mm. think that's a people often ask me, Jeremy, when are we gonna get back to normal? I say, I don't think we're ever gonna get back to normal. <laughs> there's new normal, mm. there's new things God's doing, and we've got to listen to him and we've got to obey him. And it's this phase of church life, I think is gonna look very different uh, to it did before, in the mm. sense that it did under Moses to now under Joshua and just a new sense of God doing some stuff. So I think also there's a whole lot of rebuilding doing. Mm. I mean, it's been really tough, the pandemic. I mean, it's devastated people's lives and there's a rebuilding of confidence. There's a rebuilding of churches, kind of Nehemiah. I mean, thinking mm. that's the other one I've been reflecting on, the Nehemiah moment of rebuilding things mm. that have been broken down. So, I mean, that that would be my simple reflections, Beth, yeah. on, on what's happening at the moment. Yeah, amazing. And as um, leader of the Christ Central Apostolic Team and you work with churches all over the world, how do you feel like you've seen this kind of rebuilding starting within those churches and, you know, over the nations? Yeah, I think it's starting, Beth. I think mm. that's the, the thing. It's We're coming out differently. 
and mm. some churches are looking different. Uh, mm. Some people are no longer around. Some people, unfortunately, are no longer with us. Mm. Um, we, we we lost several people to COVID during uh, the last couple of years in Christ Central Churches. So we're coming out different. Um, but I think there's a new sense of excitement, a new sense of God doing something new. And uh, I think, yeah, we're seeing that. And I think what we're mm. seeing is interesting. Smaller churches, and Christ Central, to be honest, is a movement of relatively smaller churches. Most of our churches are under two or three hundred. Uh, we've got a few that are two, three, four hundred, but mm. mostly they're smaller churches. And I think the smaller churches have done actually rather well. They've done yeah. better than the larger churches. So many of my friends who are looking after larger churches have found like 20, 30, 40 percent of people haven't come back or it's been different. I think primarily in our churches, most people have come back. Most people have been looked after and pastored because they're in smaller settings. So, you know, when we all went on to Zoom and, you know, if you go on to Zoom with 50 or 100 people, that's very different to going on with thousands of people or hundreds of people. And I think people felt they could connect. They felt looked after. They felt pastored. And also we found that older people did better than younger people. I mean, this is really fascinating to me. I thought younger people would do really well. I thought the teens, the 20s, the student generation, because they're so used to technology, would just adapt to Zoom and to electronic media. Actually, what I found is the older people, although they struggled with the technology, actually they were used to difficulties in life. They were used to kind of finding God in difficult seasons. They were used to their mm. roots going down deep into God. And they just saw this as another battle in life. Many older people have been through many different battles in life. Mm. And uh, they're just finding that during the COVID, their roots went down deeper into God. Mm. Um, and of course, it was the younger people who suffered a lot more with their mental health, with stress, with difficulties, with jobs and uh, so I think it's a rebuilding and, and helping younger people to connect again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I completely agree with that. We really found at our site of uh, Christchurch Manchester, which is like largely student based, that, um, yeah, just students struggle to log on for a church meeting on a computer that they'd already done the whole of their university day on, yes. connected with friends and family on. They didn't want another thing, um, you know, through they wanted community, they wanted in person, as we all did. Um, but I think it was, um, yeah, I think it, like you said, it was, there was a real, um, real struggle for, for the younger generation to be able yes. to connect still over, over Zoom. And um, yeah, I think we are seeing, like you said, we're seeing the loss of that and then now the rebuilding of trying to, to, to you know, in the wake of that. Um, yeah, but so I'm just, I was with a group of uh, one of our regions of leaders, the Northwest mm. region, just actually this time last week. Uh, and it was fascinating just hearing fresh stories of salvation. Mm. And it's like these green buds. It's like springtime at the moment. If I look out of my window right now, you know, I can see most of the the plants and shrubs and trees are now green rather than mm. dry and dead. We've been through this winter season, but there is green happening. So we were hearing several stories actually of God breaking in sovereignly of uh, leaders who literally were out onto the streets doing some stuff in the streets, looking at you, doing some food bank giving and mm. suddenly bumping into people. Oh, I know you. I connected with you. And some sovereign. I mean, one was amazing. We had one of our churches uh, in Greater Manchester. Um, there was a young lady who turned up at a church meeting and the pastor said to her, oh, you know, you knew I don't recognise. Oh, no, this is my first time ever. I've never been to church in my uh. life. And he said, well, wh wh why are you here? <laughs> and she said, well, actually, I encountered Jesus. He, he revealed himself to me in a dream and I've given my life to him. And uh, uh, she said, wow. but the only thing I'm nervous about is telling my partner. 
uh, he's not a believer at all. And uh, so the pastor said, this is only a couple of weeks ago, he said, mm. oh, why don't you just go home and just be really honest with him and tell him that mm. Jesus has changed your life. So she went home and she sat down with her partner and uh, she said to him, look, there's something really life changing I want to talk to you about. He said, well, that's funny. There's something life changing I want to talk to you about. I had this <laughs> dream about Jesus and uh, he's starting to change my life. What's your story? And it's like they had the same, <laughs> so they hadn't talked to one another living in the same house. They'd had the same dream, the same story. And you think, no, wow. actually God is doing some stuff. Now, yeah. they're little tiny green shoots and uh, mm. uh, we're recording this just after Easter and uh, last Sunday we we celebrated baptisms and it was just great to hear loads of stories and we were talking earlier Beth about young people mm. and that everyone was under 40 most of them wow. were teens and 20s and it was just mm. interesting again to hear their stories some saved during lockdown some who'd been brought up in a Christian family mm. really during lockdown affirming their faith so I think mm. there are these green shoots around so um, I'm, I'm excited uh, mm. I, it's not where we want it to be it's not even where it was mm. but I think God is doing something new yeah definitely no it's really exciting yeah I think um Sam was speaking last week about going to where God already is and um that's basically what's ha- you know ha- what happened with this lady she's encountered God and she's come to come to you but actually God was already working in her life yes. before she even stepped into the church and it's yeah Brilliant. it's really exciting um yeah lots of exciting stories going on at the moment so um yeah what do you feel then because obviously we've been talking post-pandemic well during pandemic what that was like for the church what that was like for for all of us what do you feel that God is calling us into like in this post-pandemic time Um, yeah I think um I think in terms of leadership we've had a prophetic word about it was quite a funny prophetic word actually I'll tell you the backstory. we were we gathered to pray specifically about our devoted conference and I think mm. Beth you've probably been yeah. to that before your family yeah. certainly are yeah. uh, stalwart uh, servers and contributors to our <laughs> big large camping event sort of stonely light you know it's yeah, uh, two or three yeah. thousand but, it. but it's you know it's great and we, we kind of expected I expected that God would speak to us and yeah green light go ahead new new season gather thousands mm. go ahead and actually, we felt God really powerfully spoke to us. In fact, Ginny Bergen, who's a prophet mm. on our team, had a prophetic word that it was going to be different, that we were not to act as usual. And uh, so I, 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 we had a prayer meeting back in the summer and we were praying away. And one of our ladies, in fact, you, you, you'll know her, Jo Horn. Yeah. And uh, Jo jo said, I, I just sense, I, I saw, as I was praying about devotion, I saw this willow tree. And uh, I felt God warn, warn us don't suck the life out of the garden because a willow tree has the propensity to suck life out Mm. of garden. And she felt actually we shouldn't go for something too big because it would suck life out of our churches. And then one of our other leaders, Chris Frost from Leeds, he said, well, that's amazing. Our family had to take a willow tree down because it was sucking the life out of the garden. And then Roger (laughs) By, again, who you'll know from Cumbria, he said, well, that's amazing. Two days ago, I took a willow tree out of my garden <laughs> because it was devastating the garden and, and wrecking it. So we had these three prophetic words and I, I was a bit disappointed, Beth, to be honest. Oh, no, I want to go for this I want big, a willow tree. Yeah. I, well, I, want to, well, I want to go for a big event. Stop prophesying that it's going to suck the life out of my garden. Oh. So I said, well, let's just have a pause overnight and we, we were sort of meeting again the next day and just see what God says. Well, one of our guys... Raj went back to uh, the church in Teesside where where Mm. he serves and uh, 
he he literally went home. It was a summer's evening. He went home and his neighbour, I, I won't say to you exactly what his neighbour said because it was slightly blasphemous, but his neighbour <laughs> leaned over the fence and said, Oi, Raj, when are you going to take that bleak willow tree out of my <laughs> out of your garden? It's sucking the life out of my garden. And he thought, oh, my goodness. I've never heard anyone even use that phrase to have it no. come four times. And we thought, no, yeah. actually what God's saying is, We've got to help put life back into the garden. Mm. So how can we do that? How can we serve our leaders, serve our churches, serve our works amongst the poor and the needy and the margins? How can we put life back in rather than big events, big mm. conferences, which actually do tend to take a lot of time, effort, money, resources? Mm. Is that really now a time for the big thing? Or is God saying, no, go small? So mm. for us, we're not having a devoted family camp, unfortunately, for me. I love that. But we're having a devoted leaders event and it's mm. it's midweek so it doesn't interfere with church activities and we're gathering actually in Darlington mm. um, we hope to gather hundreds of leaders together to pray to worship God to lay hands on them to for people to be freshly filled with the spirit because I think for me Beth uh, probably apart from our health professionals I mean we just honor our health professionals mm. they've done so well mm. uh, it's been so hard for them but apart from my health professionals, I would think our leaders probably have taken mm. the biggest toll uh, during lockdown because most of them aren't technologically advanced and they've struggled with the technology. And, and also they're pastors. They love to see people face to face and to, to pastor people over the telephone, over Zoom, over the multimedia has been really tough. And it's mm. it, we, the rules keep changing. Can we do this? Can we not do this? Can we meet here? Can we meet in six? Can we meet outside, inside, mask on, mask off? It's mm. been a nightmare for leaders. And uh, most leaders are relatively cautious, sensible, they plan, but the rules keep changing. And mm. it, so to put some life back into our leaders, I think that's what mm. we've, we feel. We've got to, as a team, concentrate on blessing leaders, strengthening mm. leaders and strengthening what they're doing in terms of evangelism, yes, but also social action. I think uh, mm. there's something about feeding the poor. There's something about food banks there's something about marginalized that I think God's speaking to us about and although mm. I mean I think as we're recording this the the, the, the nation is going into a real sense of poverty uh, the mm. econ economic crisis and I think it's going to hit a lot of families particularly the poor and marginalized families I think the church just being there to support and encourage so strengthening our leaders and our projects amongst the poor and the needy I think that's something that God's really speaking to us about mm, definitely yeah that's that's amazing and such an exciting um change as well for Christ Central and I think it's something that's so valuable like you said investing in our leaders and um their spiritual health as well isn't it you know obviously with the the um the pressure of leading and the responsibility of it we need to make sure that our leaders are, are spiritually healthy and that they've got um yeah, lots of input. And I know that we, like you said, during the changing of the times when a new, a new, uh, like tier would open up and you'd be like, right, what can the church do now that we couldn't do before? And what can the church do now? And I think there was that so, such a, like, kind of, you had to think on your feet, like, how are we going to, yeah, organise events where mm. you can meet up with six people and how practically will that work? And I wonder, do you think that kind of having to constantly innovate during the pandemic, while it was, yeah, like you said, tiring whether it's potentially produced uh more of like kind of an innovative mindset for church leaders of like all right 
this has happened how do we now innovate and you know reach these people how do we do that do you think it's kind of maybe created that culture as well I think that's a great point Beth I think it has I think for some it has particularly some have Mm. really felt actually this is a new season I can do things differently you know Mm. it's not business as usual and what's interesting for me is new leaders emerge during Mm. lockdown people who were quite quiet on a typical Sunday morning actually on Zoom came alive. We had new Mm. worship leaders. We had new people who preach and communicate because they found it easy to talk to a computer screen (laughs) rather than talk to 50 or 100 Mm. people in a hall. So actually, there's been a whole new group of people emerged in gifting, uh, which is encouraging. Mm. And uh, But I think, yeah, it's really finding um, what God's saying to to people and helping people to come through to that. So I think in our own local setting, you know, new elders emerging, new leaders emerging, new ministries emerging, and how do we help that? How do we help people to come mm. through that? And some leaders have done well in that and better. And again, it's interesting, again, talking to some of my friends, even in New Frontiers, I talked to one and um, my friends who leads one of the largest spheres based in the United Kingdom, and he said actually 10% of his leaders have stepped down during COVID Mm -hmm. because they've looked at it and thought, I can't do this anymore. I'm not really Mm -hmm. equipped for it anymore. And and he's had to release them and they found other careers, other jobs, other vocations to do. And Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's then looking for those other people who who is God anointing to step Mm -hmm. into those places. And like you say, maybe a different kind of leader, Mm -hmm. maybe a more... um, Maybe maybe Joshua is a different kind of leader to Moses. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe he's more collegiate. Maybe he's more of a team man. Maybe he's more of a family man. Maybe he's more of a, a community man. And it's a different kind of sort of men and women leading differently, I think. And that's what I was trying to say earlier about this, mm. living in this in-between between the Moses generation, where it was God's man of power for the hour, and one man led us so powerfully, so well through that all we had mm. to do is open the tent in the morning and say, is the cloud moving? <laughs> right. If not, we'll stay as we are. We can go and pick up the manor. This mm. is the Sabbath, and that's it. That's all we did. Mm. Well, actually, there's a whole different way of working now, and I think we need a whole different kind of leader mm. uh, and to release leaders men and women um, not just in church but in community in business in in mm. life in family and in, in neighborhoods and uh, I think you're mm. right a different kind of leader mm. is emerging fit for purpose yeah definitely yeah we've change is never always comfortable is it <laughs> um when we were doing yeah. this change for growth course on on the broadcast network and um that that's just growth comes from change doesn't it so um it's so yeah it's it's a like you said that in between phase but um yeah praying into it and seeing seeing growth from it is is what we want to see um yeah so well on the topic then of of uh, of change and growth we are going to be speaking then about renewal for revival over our conference and how um yeah god is renewing us to then go and seek revival what are you you're going to be speaking with us for one of the sessions what are you speaking on yeah, so Tom and Tim, that's hard to say actually, have asked me... <laughs> Tell me would, about it. <laughs> ...have asked me if I would speak on receiving the Spirit, which actually I'm very keen to do, mm. because I think that's the very start of ministry. Now, obviously, salvation, knowing Jesus, is, is the start of being part of a community, a mm. uh, community of faith, being connected to Jesus, connected to the church. But the early disciples weren't fit for mission. They weren't fit for purpose until they were empowered and filled with the Holy Spirit. In fact, Jesus said, wait till the Spirit comes on you. And Pentecost, mm. suddenly the Spirit comes on them. And these actually relatively introverted, relatively um, sort of hidden away disciples suddenly t- 
pour out onto the streets and uh, signs, wonders, miracles, preaching, salvations happen. And I'm convinced that it's the filling of the Holy Spirit that we need. And that mostly, as far as I can see in the New Testament, very rarely happens individually on a kind of one-to-one basis. It almost always seems to happen in community, in Mm. churches, in life. And uh, again, we've missed that the last two years. So I think, yes, of course, we've been individually drinking from Jesus, individually being filled. But there's something about a community filled with the Spirit. And I'm convinced that we need to re-look at, rediscover Mm. and receive again the filling of the Holy Spirit. So people have never been filled with the Spirit. Please come to the conference. We, we would love to pray for you to be filled. If, like me, you've been filled multiple times for the last 40 years, but actually it's a season that you may have come through a bit of a dry season. I think we want to talk about what it is to be freshly filled with the Spirit. And I think I'm going to speak from a famous passage that you'll know so well, John chapter 7, where Jesus said, if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. So there's that personal drinking from Jesus. And then he said, and if you do that from your innermost being, will flow rivers of living water. So it's like this miracle happens. As you drink from him, suddenly out from you flows this river of living water. And it it hints that this river is teeming with life, teeming with fish. It hints that this river is going into the Dead Sea, if you kind of look at the setting of where it's said and what it's hinting at. And I believe that the dead places around us need to receive this river of life. And how are they going to do that? Well, through you and me, in our communities, in our lives, in our homesteads, in our workplaces, being life-giving, spirit-filled people who usher in the kingdom of God. And that means not just personally being filled, but it means actually corporately being filled. Mm. It means also being open to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Again, we're so used to receiving the Spirit, but actually the Spirit comes with gifts. He always gives gifts, healings, miracles, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, etc. And I think a freshly equipped people with supernatural gifts going out into the world to bring refreshment to the world I think is just desperately needed Beth. Mm, Definitely yeah no it's funny I was just reading uh, this morning from it's it's Everyday Supernatural I think the book that we're doing at the moment and it was talking about doing it together and the power of um, yeah seeking the spirit together and to encourage one another to yeah uplift and challenge one another and yeah you're right it's something we quite often during covid it was you had to seek it on your own and you know seek your quiet time and because you we didn't have a sunday service the same way to go and corporately mm. pray and worship and yeah i think coming out of that the uh the need to refine that and re you know step into it um is so important and so exciting that we get to do it together as well and that it is something that we share and um yeah, no, it's very it's, exciting. It's our roots as well, Beth. So New Frontiers, yeah. as you well know from your mm. family history, uh, it was birthed in a move of the spirit. It was mm. it was not actually a missional church planting movement to start with. It was a a hungry people who'd come out of dead, kind of dead religion, if you like, mm. who were desperate for more of the spirit. Mm. And as we found more of the spirit, we found actually that was he expressed himself through living communities, churches, families, 
communities of the spirit. And then we found, you know, he spilled out onto the streets. He spilled out into our workplaces and churches mm. started to grow and people started to get saved. And uh, actually, oh, no, we actually want to go to the next town, the next village, because that's where the spirit's moving us on to and prompting mm. us because the spirit always moves you in mission. He always moves you on to the next town, the next village, the next setting, the next nation. Mm. And uh, so I think it's rediscovering our roots as well and rediscovering yeah. the biblical Jesus mm. who actually when he's ascended on high, pours forth his spirit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that line you just said, the spirit always moves us into mission. That's so, um, so good. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So um, yeah, if you're not signed up to the conference yet, you can still do so. It runs from the 8th to the 9th of June. It's like a 24 hour hub, um, which is based here in Manchester. If you want to get tickets, it's just on the broadcastnetwork.org slash renewal dash four dash revival um and you can also buy day passes and evening tickets as well which are available but thank you so much jeremy for being with us today and then yeah taking the time to to chat with me it's been great to catch up and uh, and get excited about about this conference as well and what god is doing (laughs) thanks beth it's been lovely to be with you bless you love to chat speak soon bye bye